Do you hate your job? Of course you do. So do Liz and Noah. Now it's time to join their conversation so you can figure out how to quit your soul-crushing job. Welcome to another episode, a very special episode of When Can I Quit My Job. Today we're joined by our very special friends, Mitch and Savannah. How are you guys doing? Pretty good. Excellent, Noah. How are you? (laughs) (laughs) I'm pretty good. I'm mostly recovered from last night, so that's a good start. Yeah, same. Yeah. So we haven't even talked about what we're going to talk about. Yeah, I know. We're we're going in in blind. Totally blind. Not unusual, though, (laughs) for our episodes. You guys, (laughs) if you're listening, you might recognize Savannah because she was uh, an earlier participant in our podcast, and we talked about her we ended up talking a lot about your music and stuff which you've just been sharing a little bit of stuff with us yeah so are you gonna actually be releasing that uh pretty soon yeah i am um so i just as soon as we get back home and i can get back in the studio it's just a matter of time um because i can't do it when i'm away i have to have my my workhorse Mm -hmm. desktop computer for that so you're uh your souped-up computer? Yep, my souped-up 2011 iMac. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys are out, in from out of town in California, and how's how's California treating you? Uh... Well, I mean, um, it's good. It's good. Uh, no, it really, it really, it really is good. It's a really good. Like our experience has been really good. Um, but that's because we're far away but, from a lot of the bullshit. Yeah, so. we're not we're not anywhere near. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, we we're like two hours away from LA. The bullshit. Um, when did but, you? Okay, so you guys lived in Fort Wayne for a little while. What? Yeah. How long ago did you move to California? So six months. Yeah, about six months ago. So okay. pretty much right when uh, COVID was going on, we were like moving there. Okay. We were uh, Savannah flew with the cat. And my buddy Alex and I drove there uh, with a U-Haul with all our stuff. And as we were driving, going state to state, uh, things were like slowly shutting down. And <laughs> I remember being in Texas and it was like the most open of anything. We mm. were like, well, Texas doesn't care. Maybe it's cool. But I yeah. just think... It was because Texas. And then you got to California. Care. And then we get to California, <laughs> yeah. and it was, yeah. yeah. Different. It was, it was pretty different. Yeah. yeah How then, many days was that trip? Uh, I think we did it. You guys in, did it in like two or three. Yeah, I think we did it in three. Yeah. Okay. Um, which was actually a little longer than I had, I had hoped. I kind of wanted to muscle through it in two, but yeah. yeah, it took us three, which was fine. Yeah. It was good. We made some pit stops and saw the Breaking Bad house and. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. yeah. We were very, um, very unassuming. Somebody lives there. So the Jesse Pinkman house? No, no, the Walter White house. Oh, okay. So okay. so it's actually a residential house now. And they have signs It's probably annoying for that person. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I can't imagine because I mean, you know, people like like me mm-hmm. go by and like they wanna like you know, we took some sneaky photos and stuff. Yeah. Just, sure. Just just kinda on you know, not trying to be intrusive, just like to show friends like, Hey look, guess what this is? Yeah. But uh they have signs everywhere like keep Stay over on the other like sidewalk and take your pictures from there. Like, <laughs> this is a single family. They should know, like home. paint it mint green or something. I, honestly, like I can't believe anybody actually lived there. They probably got a really yeah. good deal 
Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I can't. Hope so. Unless yeah. they can parlay it into cash flow somehow. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I know. I, I feel like I don't know. They should know. do like five dollar selfie pictures or if something. You, like. If you want a picture, oh, yeah, it's five yeah. bucks. Yeah. Right. yeah. Drop a Saturdays only or whatever. Saturdays only, and if you don't, then we sue you. You get shot because I think uh, I don't know. Yeah, can it, you copyright a house? <laughs> well, in, in New Mexico, I think it's, I don't know, or it's gun laws pretty loose, like Arizona. I would, I would imagine. So. I mean, it's probably. Is it is Albu- Albuquerque? It was in Albuquerque. Yeah, okay. Albuquerque. That's what yep. I thought. Yeah, and yeah, Albuquerque, um, I mean, from what I saw when I was there, that was, I think, the first time I've been in Al- Albuquerque. But it's it's like a little, it's a little town. It's not very, yeah. it's not like a sprawling metropolis or anything, I don't think, from what I saw. At least yeah, so. it's a little more modern than the surrounding areas, though, right? Yeah, oh, like... yeah, yeah. Because a lot of New Mexico's, like, uh, missile testing sites. Yeah. Um, that's it. <laughs> yeah. New I think we got missiles sparse. figured out by now, don't we? I think so. I think <laughs> You would think. Well, so I, I was actually looking this up the other day. Uh, I think the last missile test, like nuclear missile test, mm-hmm. that the U.S. did at least was in the 90, like early 90s. North Korea doesn't have it figured uh, out yet. So. No, no. They still have to test. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, white sands. Well, yes. no, no, no. Nuclear. Though. Oh, oh yeah. Got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Different. just yeah. That's just like I, I was you know. Say they that's do other missile missiles. testing. Yeah, no, not not uh not like atomic <laughs> weaponry. Yeah. That they do it like once a month. Though. Yeah, no, just regular. I'm just wow. gonna interject here. We can Please. keep going back to like missile testing. That's fine. No, I should. just wanted to give you guys an opportunity to better introduce yourselves oh, to our yeah. listeners and yeah. like, um, oh, however, because so, like Noah mentioned, we had Savannah on, yeah. um. And so if you've been listening, you might have a little bit of a recollection of like her business, but these are both entrepreneurs. Um, so it's not just like we're having our buddies on. Like, I mean, we are, but like <laughs> um, as, as far as like for the purpose of our podcast and like having a real purpose with um, our guests and like self-made people and all of that. So um, how would you guys like to introduce yourselves and kind of what you do well, collectively, yeah. individually, kind of take take that moment and then we can talk about missiles. And you can also tie <laughs> if you want. Or we yeah. not go back to missiles. Or not. So we Whatever. were talking about the move and <laughs> yeah. that's a part of the whole thing that's kind of involved yeah. with it too. So yeah. you can tie that in. Yeah. So, well. What do, do you, you want to share about? Yeah. yeah. What, what, what you guys we... do and. Well, well maybe uh, Savannah, you could give like a yeah. quick recap because we give... talked a lot with you last time and then Mitch can kind of. Yeah, you give go your to background and then I'll give mine. Okay. Well, so I came on and talked to Noah. Um, that was like a while ago. Yeah. Um, and I am, I guess, an entrepreneur. Although that feels, I don't know, I still have like imposter syndrome. So I'm just doing things that I like. But I have a production company called Lunar 7 that's primarily just myself, but I do music production, podcast production, also podcast consultation, um, which I actually have some stuff to tell you guys about that. I don't think I told you guys. Oh, you guys helped me write a um, testimonial, oh, mm-hmm. which actually landed me a job with Seattle University. Nice. Oh, it did. Okay. Yeah. yeah no, I, I remember I we needed to follow up with you and see what yeah. happened with yeah. that. Yeah. So you're so, welcome to share that now if you want. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm just consulting them. I was going to produce a podcast for them on their executive panel series. It's for the Albert School of Business and Economics. Um, they're converting, they have this live panel series that they do and it's like actual, like an actual panel that people can go and like 
like sit in the audience and then there's three students um you can talk from, about it it's not top secret no it's not no because <laughs> they already have it it's on uh, you can find it on youtube it's actually really cool they have some really awesome um executives and ceos that from all over the country who the dean um he's actually uh, friends with these people so he invites them on um, and they've had some really cool people and they're about to have even cooler people in my personal opinion um, and that's for the podcast where, where since of COVID people can't go in person so we're transferring it to a podcast format um, the original job was for me to produce it and consult them and also um, just help them planning it and um all of that good stuff. So we were going to be doing all of that, but because I'm not in Seattle, it was going to be too difficult. So they decided to just hire me for the consultation part. Um, and it's it's been really fun. I'm teaching them how to market it um, as far as like email campaigns, social media. Um, do you do SEO stuff too? You do, right? Uh, I do. I'm probably not going to get there with them just because okay. that's they're more focused on... Uh, just wanting help with like Instagram, like they yeah. they don't know what like reels are. Like I know that's new. Everyone's kind of learning, right? About it. Yeah. But um, basically just TikTok for Instagram. Yeah. But um, yeah. so that's, that's our, awesome. Our next Zoom meeting is going to be all about social media, but also just about um how to like construct and organize a podcast and like a schedule how to get in itunes new and or not itunes apple Podcasts, new and noteworthy and all of the like the primary steps to having a successful podcast so we're just basically going over those things it's been really fun um awesome congrats thanks yeah Yeah, it's awesome it's, it's been good it's a it's a fun little side job but i also that's that's what I do personally, as well as being a musician, which we talked about music, and we kind of talked about that for a second here, mm-hmm. too. Um, and then Mitch and I, um, so uh, we have a wedding photography and films company called Caligrassi & Co., which Caligrassi is Mitch's last name, but we're thinking about a rebrand as far as the name. Yeah. So, Well, we'll Mitch, you want to yeah. give us... The background of that at all? Yeah. So okay, I'll just kind of. So, yeah, do um, it. Okay. Um, Who is this Mitch? So <laughs> I. Um, so mysterious. I try to be. Um, I was a. I started out in um, commercial photography, and I worked for a couple uh, commercial like businesses as a like a freelancer and like a on uh like you know on payroll guy for a while and then I started doing wedding photography about 10 years ago that started up and that it's kind of a a, a tale of um what you don't think is going to be your main focus turns into your main focus um and so every time I've tried to like say like okay like I'm gonna back off of wedding photography and put it all into commercial photography, the wedding photography just like picks up and it gets all consuming. Um, and so as far as as that goes, you mean mostly like 
wedding photography will kind of swoop in and yeah, be the main man. source of income. Kind yeah, of yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So I guess that's that's kind of my my point is like you know, for those of you who are entrepreneurs and trying to figure something out. You know what you're like going for. There's a lot of areas that it could branch off into um, that you don't necessarily think about at first, and um, you know, and that right. could be that could be your focus. So that's kind of so that's uh, so we moved out to California in March, and I was like planning like, okay, I'm just gonna focus on doing like fashion commercial photography because that's then, what you moved out there for mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah and then uh once again <laughs> california shut down well oh well that yeah. california yeah california shut down therefore then, businesses shut down yeah and yep. so it was kind of hard to um to he navigate actually, you had some um yeah you had a couple brands yeah, reach out to you yeah. for photography and one of them actually just closed because uh, yeah co- I, I reached oh, out wow. to him a little after um, is that a makeup brand? Yeah, so yeah. it was like, yeah, so was that makeup? I have a palette from them. Yeah, they sent me, they even yeah. sent me stuff, and mm-hmm. I was like, hey, do you want me to send this back? And they're like, nope, keep nice. it. We're like, not a thing anymore. Well, and I was like, oh wow, my God. That, yeah, yeah. sorry. I got yeah. free makeup though. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Um, it's like that last, but. That last movie you uh, rented from Blockbuster when it closed. Right. Exactly. Yeah, you just <laughs> oh my get gosh. it. Yeah, I know. I should have rented more now. movies from Blockbuster. <laughs> right, I know. Whenever that, yeah. yeah. But so, yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's just been a, a tale of, of kind of figuring out uh, what the focus is. Mm-hmm. And right. right now, that's on wedding photography. And it's all the focus is always changing. And I always kind of look forward to that. So, and with the like you said, the COVID stuff, like in a way, as an entrepreneur, you have to follow the money a little bit. You gotta, yeah. If it's not a hundred percent, if you're not nimble and able to like adjust, you're gonna close like the makeup company did or something. That's something that I find really fascinating about wedding photography is because no matter what state the world's in, people are still getting married. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah, and I think it's just it's almost like. In spite of what's happening, people are choosing to marry. Yeah, it's like a fuck you to. Yeah, it's like we're gonna have something happy, something yeah. let's happy celebrate. This year. Yeah, let's find something yeah. to celebrate. We can't go watch UFC anymore. So right, let's get married. So right. it's yeah. kind of interesting. <laughs> so exactly. and they still want it captured. Yeah, yeah they right. do, so and they're willing to pay for that. Right. And if anything, it actually turned into. I hate to say it, but it turned into sort of a blessing for us yeah. because. These couples, sadly, they had to reduce their guest counts due to COVID, but that meant that they had more money for us, so they added video. Yeah, so they added video, up, or they eloped as well, or so we had both a wedding and an elopement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So, and we got a business uh, forgivable loan as well. Yeah. So, so that was yeah. I mean, that was, was kind of really helpful. Beneficial. And uh, you know, and it's weird because I started doing wedding photography. Uh, in like like 2010, so right after like the market collapse and the recession and everything, oh, yeah. and I was like, oh my god, like this is gonna be a kind of. I was kind of like, you know, I don't know how much how well, but it like was it just blew up and yeah, uh, when everything else was really really slow. So for photography at least, that's something um, that I I almost felt bad about, but didn't quite because the the business side of me was like do it like yeah. like the little demon on my shoulder yep. like profit off of covid yeah. like that yeah. kind of thing. and i'm right. like oh that's so awful but like i i 
created ads for elopements. We reduced our California elopement pricing. We ran a special. Yeah. And that got us quite a few yeah. elopements within California and things that we wouldn't have received otherwise. Right. So yeah. it ended up being a huge benefit to us. And even though our prices were reduced, so we weren't seeing as much of a return. Right the content that we were able to create from yeah. that is going to generate even more leads. So it's right. like, for sure, because yeah. of that. And profit is seen as this dirty word, but I mean, you're you're having an exchange with someone Absolutely. where both right. people win. Yeah, exactly. exactly. I, mean, right. I mean, they're getting what they're they getting want. They're getting a reduced, right. because that's what happened is so many people had to either cancel or postpone their weddings, lost out on all these vendors, right. deposits, and we were able to be like, hey, yeah. we'll help you elope yep. and it's for half of what you thought you were going to right pay. yeah that's well, amazing like that's an amazing gift as, as well as just the fact that they can go through with the process at exactly. all and find someone who's willing to provide that service for them yeah that's crazy and and the fact that we moved to california made us even more capable of offering this because travel for us is really not difficult there we're i mean mm -hmm. we're in close proximity to so many amazing yeah national parks state parks and it's not hard for us to be like okay yeah we'll meet you in zion even though that's utah but it's only six hours away from where we live so it's like we can meet them in a day yeah, yeah. and it's it's not that difficult for us so that's something we couldn't do here and i can't imagine if we would have spent this year in indiana and stayed yeah it would have been that plus you wouldn't have had the gig yeah for my right, mom's right, right. company doing her. right which was that was like kind of a just a random that was blessing it, I guess, it was a, a huge one for from us Zenu. yeah <laughs> so yeah well i am curious too about because you guys of everything you described and mitch you've talked to us a little bit about this this weekend too mm -hmm. uh, that you've uh, taken a small side gig yeah. to earn some extra income you and bet. stuff like that so it sounds like pretty much all of your guys income is like gig income oh yeah more or less. and i well, wonder how that roller coaster ride has gone through COVID. Like. Yeah, so so that's the okay. Well, um, so just a like a, a prop twenty two. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, what do you Warning? call that when you oh, uh, catch twenty two? No, no. Prop twenty two is this. Um, it's this thing, uh, this bill in California that is going to allow. Uh, rideshare companies to keep going. Rideshare, oh, like right, food, right, right. food yep. delivery companies. So, yeah. um, if you're in so California, yeah, call your call your congressman and have them vote for yes on on Prop 22. Um, so, yeah, basically in California, um, you can't you can't be a freelancer, um, and uh, everybody in California, not everyone, but like in Majority. LA, it's like you're yeah. you're a freelance. Act, you do freelance well, acting gigs. You when do you're freelance pursuing photography a dream that's considered gigs. lofty, as I've personally been told, a few to the people who told me my dreams are lofty, because I don't believe in telling people that. But so, <laughs> so I. Ooh. You can say fuck. Fuck you. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> nah, I meant it as a soft F I know, you. Yeah. F you. I meant Stop it as it, yeah. a soft fuck you. So I said F you. Yeah, I chose I like that instead. A few. Um, so, <laughs> so, um, but a lot of people who are chasing their dreams, their schedules, they have to have something that can adhere to their haphazard schedules, you know. Yeah. Right. And so, something like Lyft or DoorDash or Grubhub, etc., is something that can accommodate that. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. it's it's 
to take that away right. from especially a place like Los Angeles where everyone and their mother is right. trying to be yep. something. When right when you have to work for something like full time or be an employee, that cuts down on the freedom that you have to pursue other things. Uh, especially with you know something like what what we do where it's like it's so haphazard there's no schedule mm-hmm. it, changes it changes weekly for na- us now especially because you Daily. know um, and even the, even the things you all have on the schedule change yeah mm-hmm. yeah man mm-hmm. i mean we've literally the states we go to change within like right, a day right right <laughs> right because now. of covid and yeah. in california we've had all these fires and so that we've had weddings affected or elopements rather affected by fires and uh, yeah, I mean, it's always it's always changing. The world is a crazy place right now, and mm-hmm. so you have to be adaptable. And um, and the way California is trying to adapt is by making yeah yeah things, more things illegal, more uh-huh. things difficult for uh-huh. everyone. Because right. that's obviously what we need right now. Right. Yeah, right. Right. Sorry. Don't sorry. do that. <laughs> but no, I remember. I can't remember if we where I heard this, but yeah, it was like somebody. Um, was just getting to a place where they could, it, this is in California, yeah. um, the only way they could support themselves was because of those jobs that they could hold. Right. Right. And right. now right. it's like, what am I going to do? And then people are leaving, as you've already had mm-hmm. said, like we had talked about that earlier today before the podcast. Exactly. Like they're all, it's like an exodus because mm-hmm. they can't support themselves. Like they were finally able to because of that. Yeah, exactly. And Maybe San Francisco put in a petition to have more homeless people and they're working together. Pro- probably. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely oh what San Francisco needs. They don't have enough of those. So. Yeah. But so I know this maybe is a hard question like to answer, but I mean, to the best of your knowledge, what do you think is kind of on the horizon for like the rest of this year for you guys and maybe, you know, into next year, whether that's like things... Within when your will control. you be moving into our spare bedroom? No. No. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, or like work-wise, like, or like, I don't know, interpret that how you want. Like, what are you maybe excited about that's uh, on the horizon? Quite a few or... things. Well, so right now we're spending pretty much the entire month here in the Midwest because a lot of our weddings that we had booked previously are in Wisconsin, Minnesota, here in Indiana, etc. Scattered throughout. So yeah, we're we're lucky to have Mitch's parents that live in Elkhart, which is pretty close to Chicago for us. Friends like you guys. And friends like you guys. We can crash in your daughter's bed. Acquaintances (laughs) like you guys. But yeah, we, we have a lot on the horizon this year. And the thing is right now, especially people are like, Hey, I'm getting eloped in like three weeks. Can you do it? And we're like, Oh yeah, I think so. Well, hang on. Let me yeah, check. Hang on. Can but, you move um, it to a, a Thursday yeah. instead of a Wednesday? And okay. that's why our schedules are, have been so just insane because yeah, yeah. Um, this has been the case, but it's because of COVID. People are like trying to wait until the last minute to see if they have to cancel their weddings. And then when they inevitably yeah. do, right. they're reaching out to us or you know other people like us who are offering elopements um, inexpensively mm-hmm. for the moment. Mm-hmm. Although that's probably going to have to change soon for us. Yeah. But um, at least in California. At least in California. So what has what's been? So this all sounds like a a hailstorm of craziness so yeah. what's what's been the biggest factor for you guys moving from indiana to california mm. regulations or i mean just the business as it is yeah normally what so what well, has 
made things the craziest. I mean, I think moving to California for moving, us, moving there for sure, got us the most work. And I think yeah. whether or so not in a positive way, in a positive yeah, way, yeah, okay. whether or not COVID was happening, it's still it would still have been a benefit. Yeah. We're already receiving way more work that we enjoy like yeah that's not to say well, we don't enjoy everything we get but we're we're getting things now that are taking place in in some of the most beautiful scenic places that the u.s has to offer whereas yeah. before like while we still we always love what we do no matter where it is but it you know it's really nice to not just be like in a barn you know what i mean yeah. all the time and like get to see different things and you get to um like yeah. you get to change up your portfolio and um, just go to, you know, it's, it's a benefit for us too. Cause we get to see different things, go on road trips yeah, and, and travel and just, just kind of be together and do something yeah. we enjoy together. And, yeah. And yeah. And elopements are definitely a lot easier yeah. than weddings and we love weddings, but it's pretty refreshing. Well, it's, to just it's easier to focus on just like, the art and yeah. creating art based the, off the, of the couple the in, in a unique and the, way in the, in the films and the, yeah. you know, Whereas the, when it comes to yeah. a what the more, I feel like the more constricted you have to be, the more cookie cutter it becomes, and you you have a harder time creating something that's really unique for the couple. And right. when we get to do an elopement, we get to really just hang out, get to know them personally, and find out what their tastes are, and see how they naturally interact with one yeah. another. And we get a lot of time where we get to just, um, we don't pose hardly ever. Mm-hmm. I think we did that yesterday for the first time in a while. Yeah. We, but like we don't we don't pose the couples. No, we, we give them very, ideas. We're very like free with. The, but we we base everything. Aren't posers. Yeah, no. we're not posers. We, well, we posers. and neither are there. Try not to. Yeah. <laughs> they don't make their couples posers. Yeah. 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 So I want a bit of a clarification yeah. because a handful of times you guys said because of COVID, and I want to know if COVID has affected you more because people are afraid to get together or if it's more like oh we're not allowed to because the government said so like what is um so as far as covid impacting your business has it been more regulations imposed by the government or has it been like i'm not going after sure. an agenda here no I'm no just of, curious. of course no or people are like oh i we can't we're gonna cancel because we don't want to get together well, with our family at, okay, it's pretty much so, always because regulations they're always well, very i feel like almost always the couples are very much like oh yeah we have to well i mean okay so in the beginning, when everything started, a lot of it uh, was affecting our our, our couples um, because things just weren't, you know, their venues weren't open. Yeah. They had to close down. They literally didn't okay. have a choice. They yeah. couldn't have right. gatherings of, uh, you know. Ten or more people what, or whatever was it, it yeah, was. Yeah. We even had a couple whose venue completely closed, closed and isn't opening yeah, again. Yeah, exactly. They so, just couldn't handle yeah, it I mean, in like, Chicago. Businesses awful. like that that had to pay rent, um, they, you know, I can't, I can't imagine. We have a really low overhead yeah. uh, for our business and our, our, our style of business. We don't really have any costs as far as, like, product or anything it's all travel costs it's travel it's mostly travel time. costs and equipment, equipment computers yeah. that that kind yeah. of stuff um but we don't like, have to rent an office we don't have to rent anything. something that's not like the main no. uh f- thing that our you know we don't have a brick and mortar store that people have to come in and mm-hmm. we like have to order food and cook it and uh right you, you don't, don't have, have product spoiling when yeah, your doors exactly, are exactly exactly yeah. those businesses that do though i mean i I can't even imagine and like to no fault of their own just fail right 
I, that well, it's like, just not sustainable, and, and not even yeah. and not even have the choice. Yeah, exactly. Right, exactly. I mean, that's that's really like that's kind of heartbreaking to me because I feel like the biggest thing this has impacted is, uh, like obviously, you know, um, the worst thing that has come out of this is people people dying. Right. Um, right. But I think second to that is seeing a lot of people lose their livelihood. Um, right. That they've spent years and years and years building up or just started, had like this great idea. It was going great. And yep. then this mm-hmm. happened and, and it's over because they it's don't have. It's over before it starts. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. And that's just really like a and bummer. I feel like another thing too that helps us immensely. Well, it's, it's a pro and a con yeah. in of itself. But the fact that there tends to be, well, not so much in Southern California, but there tends to be a wedding season. So around Mm, like July mm. up until like November is wedding season. So when we get paid our final invoices, which is the most that we make off of a wedding, it happens in a lump sum at a certain part of the year. So the pro of that is that we we get paid a large sum at once. The con is obviously you have to make sure that you save it wisely. But Mm -hmm. we were able to weather a storm a lot more easily. We will be able to weather any future storms a lot more easily as well. Now that we have it set up, we've kind of restructured our finances. So it's very organized. We have our overhead for the next 15 months or so completely covered. So we know that no matter what happens, we're, we're okay. At minimum, we're okay. Yeah, for for the, and, for the time. Yeah, being, which and is, so, which is nice. I mean, it's a really good place. Like to... restaurants don't necessarily have that luxury because they're relying no. on day to day profits. Right. Whereas we get right. our profits in a lump sum. Right. So it's yeah. it helps us in a way that it I can't imagine it being any other way and trying to survive COVID, especially having rent and yeah. um, any products well, and employees that you just have to like lay off and I don't know right. production like, costs oof. alone. Like for example, my mom's uh, yoga clothing company, Jala, she had hundreds of thousands of dollars of production costs that were tied up because they had clothes and she had delivery dates that were due. Like these products were due for these giant production costs that were due for large companies like Dillard's who are expecting it at a certain time. And then they're extending their term payment terms. So it's from 30 days to 90 days to 120 days. And it's like, okay, so they've got hundreds of thousands of of dollars invested in production costs, not getting paid now for an additional 60 days or so. And it just totally messes everything up. So being in that position, we don't have we don't have a product cost. Right. We don't have an overhead. In right. terms of an actual product we're producing, we have the equipment that's yeah. pretty much already paid for. Yep. We might have to pay for film. Yep. Um, I can't it's mostly think of a digital else. product. It's mostly exactly. a digital product. Exactly. Yeah. We, don't, yeah. we don't have anything that we really deliver. I'm actually working on that. Yeah. I want to have a small... Because we've, we've started to shoot more actual film photography. So that's something that we I really enjoy. And Mitch is teaching me a lot more about... Um, and so we're trying to work on a delivery system that's yeah, some, a unique little creative for, for way. Um, yeah. I've well, created some Yeah, things. not to get too in the weeds of, yeah. like, wedding photography. Right, of course, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, that's what... That's the extent how, of our... Yeah, I mean, costs. there's, like, you know, it, it. I feel like in a lot of ways, like, wedding photography is, is a very unique business in and of itself, but I feel like... You know, it's it's very similar to anyone who's like 
doing something as just like a service. It's because basically that's that's what it is. You know, if you're like making, uh, if you're making, I don't know, logos or something. If you're mm-hmm. a graphic designer, it's kind of a similar setup to that. Like where it's you not don't a tangible have, product. Yeah, where you don't have like a uh, a tangible product that you have to. Well, at least in Indiana, I don't know, pay sales tax on. Right. It's yeah. That's so, interesting. Yeah, I never thought about that. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you so you seem to be focused more on like elopements and things like yeah, that. So what right now and, and yeah. you're trying to inject a lot more commercial side of it. So yeah. like what's your vision for the future? What would your ideal future be as far as the photography company? Or is it take it as it comes? I don't know. Maybe you don't have an ideal future right now. Well, I think we just have a medley of things that we enjoy doing. Yeah. And it, we're, it's funny because we keep, we've gone back and forth a few times on wedding photography in general because um, we because we have other things that we love doing so much. Like yeah, I love that, music production. Mitch mm-hmm. loves fashion photography and a medley of other things too. But yeah. we, because of that, we've had points in our lives i mean god i feel like it happens so often but we'll be like okay we're going to step away from wedding photography a little bit and we'll try to transition out within the next two years but then we shoot a wedding and we're like oh we love this you know yeah it's and just, it feels it's, so it's very fulfilling exactly um, exactly and you know it's it's funny Noah, because like i feel like our our end game like maybe six months ago i could have told you what the end goal was now I, I really can't. Um, there's like evolutions that I want to take with this business uh, as, so as, it, as it goes. And we, we have a lot of plans for how we're going to take it and kind of evolve it. Um, kind of, I think, into kind of new territory. New avenues. I haven't seen any photographers yeah. or filmmakers. Yeah. Wedding photographers so, or filmmakers. So we're, we're, we're kind of doing that. And then, you know, I, I'm going to... Once, once this is running, uh, I mean, it's never going to run itself, but once it like starts becoming a little more consistent or, or something, as far as like the work we're putting into it, then I'm going to start focusing more on like my commercial work. And I think Savannah will probably focus more, more on, on my music, music production. Is, and, and, and especially uh, Ayla, my, yeah. my actual music persona. Yeah. Um, my evil twin, as I like to call her. <laughs> but um, yeah, that's that's my personal goal yeah. is to release uh, an EP this year. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. So it sounds like you guys have like a kind of a loose kind of like we think things should tend to go this way, and it seems like you're working with like a lot of moving parts. Yeah. And some provide fulfillment, and some pay your bills. Right. Mm-hmm. And yeah. So yeah. it sounds like you're gonna kind of try to focus on different combinations of those until you find the right one yeah exactly yeah i think i think the wedding photography at least for the for the foreseeable future is here to stay for us yeah i it's it's funny because we really were yeah you just seemed over it yeah yeah yeah, totally and and we were but the thing is too is well so i obviously i don't have a wedding photography background until i met mitch and i had a photography background but nothing like what mitch was doing i'm talking like i took ap studio art in high school and i was the only photographer in the class so that was like Mm -hmm. what i based my portfolio off of but it was not good (laughs) so you know yeah but you've you've kind of always 
I, I always had a love for photography, like, but I feel like that might just be like that's not a very uncommon situation. Yeah. But um, but it, it's something that it, it's funny because I remember being seventeen and being like, I want to be a National Geographic photographer. I want to I want to travel and I want it to be for photography. And I had a really strong feeling at the time that I was going to be, and that's so silly, but it, I had a very strong feeling I was going to be traveling and shooting photography, and I didn't know. I thought it was going to be National Geographic because that's just what made sense. And I, I was really into National Geographic magazines at the time. And that's just what, obviously, that must have been in my head when I was, like, foreseeing that. But then time went on, and then I went to school for music production, which is totally different. And um, and then it somehow looped back. And yeah. it, I guess I my intuition was on to something, but oh. it ended up being for something that is pretty cool, too. It, it, it's funny because... Um, the way Mitch talks about wedding photography, sometimes it's it's it can be viewed poorly by other photographers, like commercial photographers, you know. And oh, yeah. it's it's funny because they people people. I never can, would have known that from the outside. And I yeah, wouldn't have either. So I wouldn't either. Yeah. yeah, but it's it's funny because the same people who are judging it are the ones who are stuck in like midwestern towns doing it, whereas like we get to actually get paid people pay and take us places so it's like yeah. how yeah. can that really be that bad of a thing you know yeah. I, don't, right. I don't i can't view that as a bad thing well I, if anything think, that's like a dream i think it's becoming less of a, a a dirty word um yeah as far as like but you know i it's it's kind of the same situation with like it's that like what is it called gatekeeping oh it's absolutely with, gatekeeping with like it's snobby. Uh, with like artists and like oh, yeah. oh i'm an art i'm a painter and it's like rather than like caring about the work, it's like, well, what, what, uh, where'd you get your masters, yeah, like in painting from, and yeah. like you're there's like you can't it's not, validate. It's not like let me see your work. Yeah, you can't validate good. the work unless like right. you've had you have some like master's degree or like have a you know yeah. you're right. from SCAD or which whatever, is silly. which is dumb. It's like so it, silly. It, it, whose elbows have you rubbed? And yeah, yeah. man, and that's that's such. Like, bullshit and like i have like i have a a degree in photography but it's like it's so gatekeepy i I, I hate it and you you think like in an ideal world that a profession driven by art would be based on a portfolio yeah exactly right right like oh you're a wedding photographer it's like it's like like yeah we're we're making a living off of art. Yeah, and, and that's more doing, than I so. could ever ask for. Right, you yeah. know? more than a reputation. That's so, so many artists struggle with trying to make a living off of it. And it's not, there's so many yeah, artists I'm talking in the to world. two of them. <laughs> I know, <laughs> I mean, right? Same, four of them. But right. finding, I mean, yeah, right, no, seriously, four. All of us. But it's, it's to, to find an avenue where that's actually like a yeah. potential option. And and has now turned into reality. Yeah, exactly. Is, and it's amazing. It's a, it's a pretty good gig. Well, shit. In a way, I mean, like as far as art for a living goes, like you can look at what I'm. Some people think what I'm like. What we're trying to do with our businesses and stuff is like wild and crazy and stuff. But really, it's like a safer route than if we tried to make a, like if we quit our jobs and tried to make a living at art right now, oh, which is absolutely. what you guys are already doing. Like, yeah. I am, it's not easy. I'm taking yeah, like the safe it's, route it's of like not. building up an income and then like, oh, maybe when we have enough income, then I can yeah. start painting and maybe I'll make some money at it possibly. You know, like, it's it's funny though. Like, so her mom just bought, what, two paintings from this artist? She did. In, uh, is he in Arizona? Or is uh, he no, he's actually in, I think, uh, 
Orange County, uh, California. I'll have to look up his name. Give him a shout out. He's, he's really rad. awesome. Some like Western painting. He does these really cool like. Let's like, see if I can pull one up. Like yeah, sometimes I'll try to link to it. like like wide if angle. He's link. he's like a great perspective artist. But anyway, like yeah. he just. He he runs that like any other business. I mean, he runs it like it's a like he's selling coffee or something. Yeah. But he just he just like he's kind of smart, really. I mean, yeah. Right. He we just, just never learned that. You're never taught that yeah, exactly. in our art school. Exactly. You just you know he, he treats it like yeah. like like anything else. He, he just he he paints all the time. Like I'm I'm sure he does that constantly. That's the one and then he's like for entryway. So nice. it's it's like a a woman. With He's For everyone who can't see it, it's a woman with two uh, uh, two revolvers pointed out. Her arms are stretched out in either direction, and she's pointing them. And my mom saw it as kind of like a yeah pr- a protector of the home, but she's like but female so, warrior. So here's his Instagram, and I think it's kind of kind of interesting because he like posts stuff of him painting. What's his name? Um, Gabe, Gabe Leonard. Leonard. His Instagram's Gabe Leonard Art. Um. I'll and try to link to it. yeah, he's so so super, big. so he's super just talented and guy. and I, I think he's doing like really really well and he's just like he's just running oh, a business. Turn it, turn it he's just making a shitload of paintings and selling them. Yeah, and mm-hmm. do, like and this guy, I mean, it, it, looks, it looks super. T- he's super talented. Yeah. but like so something that I'm I was thinking about as we're all talking is mm-hmm. like I think when we're brought up and you go to school, like which you know going to school for art is we have our own thoughts about that anyway, Mm -hmm. but like, it's kind of like you think your talent will just carry you through and that's what will bring success. Mm -hmm. And it's not. No, you got actually perseverance. That's the number one thing. And who you know, or who you like being able to network to go to business school. Yeah. Right. And then start doing shitty painting. Spend the rest of your time (laughs) painting. (laughs) Or, or then if you are talented, you know, like, cause obviously this guy is very talented, but he's got the business thing down. Like you're saying, like, he has, um, he has a really unique, cool product. Yeah. And he sells it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But you have to know how to do that. But he's business savvy. I mean, (laughs) probably, yeah, probably more than 50% of the like most talented artists in the world don't make shit because they don't know you how bet. to run a business. Yeah, right. you bet. Right. Or at least just like market themselves and have a really good Instagram. I mean, I feel like that's right. half of it now. Well, I feel like, right. too, like talk about like gatekeeping. People are like, oh, like I'm an artist. I can't like market myself because like blah, blah, blah. And it's like you have to like put out. on your mm, big right. boy. Well, that's fine if you want to work at McDonald's and Right, paint. but you right. have to learn how Outside. to have a business mentality. So it's like you're splitting you're using both sides of your brain and right. a lot of artists it's almost like i feel like it's a cop out to a certain degree because they say they don't want to but it's really they don't they're intimidated by it and they don't know where to begin and it's just about pushing forward and just like jumping in and nobody knows how to start like you have to learn everything you know like and it's just another one of those things where you have to just learn and it's a learning process when you jump in and you are learning how to market yourself like you just have to do it but that's the biggest thing is they'll say like oh like well i'm an artist i can't do that like yeah i'm selling out or whatever and it's like well you're never gonna do it it's a cop-out now do you you have any preloaded keys uh for the the podcast that like sound effects yeah like sound effects uh, you yeah. need you need the the Shia LaBeouf like saying just do it just do it well it, yeah if, if you're an artist find another artist that's being successful yeah. and do your shittiest version of copying what yeah, they're doing yeah exactly you know 
copy their business, don't copy their art. Right. You know, yeah, like, that's a that's a really good like that's really good advice. Is just like find somebody that's doing it well. Doing what you're doing or what you want to do. And, I mean, and yeah, the biggest right. thing too is confidence because if you're not confident in yourself, absolutely no one else is going to be. Mm-hmm. Oh right. That is a hundred percent one of the biggest things if I could say anything to any aspiring artist out there is just if, if you're not your biggest cheerleader no one else is going yeah, to be except your mom yeah. except yeah. your mom and <laughs> love you mom but you're yeah. not going to pay right. my bills right so right. like I mean you, maybe mom will you <laughs> but, um, but even I would, I would even just say any entrepreneur you have to be your biggest um, that was uh-oh. for 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 those of you listening that was the cat uh-huh. getting uh uh, getting in trouble. Getting spooked oh by a falling cell phone. Mm. Um, but yeah, but for any aspiring artist, but really for any inspiring entrepreneur, you have to be your biggest confident oh, cheerleader. Right. Absolutely. You bet. Right. You, bet. Absolutely. you bet. Yeah. So it's uh, it's pretty pretty crazy. You just gotta yeah, do it. We... Is that a good place to end? I don't know. Sure. Any what other what else words? do we have to talk about? I mean, we're gonna keep talking. Yeah. But we're we not talk about. We're probably gonna yeah stop recording. We, we could talk about Noah's Keystone Ice. Uh, nothing to talk about. It's empty. It's gone. Okay, uh, never mind. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. Well, uh, yeah. Thanks, guys. Yeah, thanks yeah. so much. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Awesome having you. And uh, we need our listeners to have some some different voices every once in a while. Right, yeah. exactly. <laughs> yeah, you guys are like the, the Joe Rogan of Fort Wayne, by the way. Pretty Heck much. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, pretty much. We're coming up. You guys almost made our 100th episode. I think this is going to be like 96 Dang. or 97. Yeah. 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 Oh heck yeah! Wow. Oh, I feel so special. Thanks, yeah. guys. Wow. Oh yeah! Thanks for thanks for coming on. Yeah. Of course. Anytime. Of course. Thanks for having us. Right. Peace out, guys. Bye, everybody. Peace. Thanks for listening to When Can I Quit My Job. Please remember to support the show by visiting WhenCanIQuitMyJobShow.com and clicking the Patreon and Amazon links. Also, subscribe, rate, and review the show on iTunes. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Tell your friends about us. Liz and Noah are not financial or legal advisors, and all information given on this podcast should be consumed for entertainment purposes only. That was like the country version. You don't have to listen to it. I don't have to listen.